just as a society, humans that have vaginas, when you look at the medical industry, now we need medicine. I'm not saying that we don't, but humans with vaginas just completely, just off the rip, have not been respected. Hey guys, and welcome to the All Too Well podcast. I'm your host, Erica Huss, your host on Wellness Whisper. You know, we're working on that. Uh, and I'm super excited to share this conversation with you. Heads up, this is definitely a coochie episode. I don't know how else to say it. Let's just say it. Uh, this is an episode about women's wellness and uh, specifically about a product that is, quote, made for people with vaginas by people with vaginas. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some episodes in the future that are for people with penises. This is not one of them. So if this is not your cup of tea, I totally get it. Catch you next week. But in the meantime, I am thrilled to share the conversation I had with B. Dixon, Ms. Beatrice Dixon, who is the co-founder, CEO, chief innovation officer, visionary behind a company called The Honeypot Company. And they are creating these absolutely incredible plant-based, herb-derived women's wellness products, feminine care. They've actually just introduced sexual wellness line. It is all manner of taking care of your downtown. And uh, she created this company after years of suffering with issues of her own that went undiagnosed, misdiagnosed, basically just not listened to. And then she had a very interesting, kind of fascinating uh, way of coming up with the formula that she created for this product, which ended up solving all of her problems. Spoiler alert, she actually did it herself. So we talked a little bit about the product, but if you know me or you're getting familiar with this, this is not a podcast where we really deep dive on how to build a product. There's plenty of other podcasts for that. That's not what this is about. We talked about the product because it's fascinating and it's great and it's cool and I use it, but we also talked a lot about kind of how she arrived at that, which is really the result of a topic that I think is not getting enough attention these days and maybe slightly more entering the mainstream conversation now. It's this concept of medical gaslighting, medical misogyny. It is where women are going to doctors, specialists, experts to say, here's something that is wrong with me. And they are basically being told, no, no, that's not actually accurate. Stop doing your own research. Stop looking on Google and WebMD. You, you, know, you don't have the problem that you say you have. Your pain is not real. And this is really a thing. This is happening. It has happened to me on more than one occasion, one time with my vagina, one time totally separate. I was essentially sent home from the emergency room being told I had a tummy ache, when in fact it turned out I had an ulcer. And this happened multiple times to the point that the ulcer actually exploded. And I was told that if I hadn't come back to the ER and insisted that I be listened to, I probably wouldn't have made it. So that is an extreme example. But the point is, this is happening on a regular basis. And I think it is just super important for people to understand that just because your doctor is a specialist and an expert, it does not mean that they have all the answers. So Anyway, we had this conversation, B and I, she's hilarious, she's brilliant, she created this absolutely beautiful product, and I'm so excited to share her story. Um, I can't wait for you to, to have a listen, and I also do want to point out that uh, I have recently mentioned the upcoming event that I have co-created with my friend and partner in Nashville, Dr. Paige Barasa, and it is the Gather Nashville 
Wellness and Beauty Summit, and that is coming up in November. We have Giovanna Alfieri, who is the VP of Marketing for The Honeypot Co. She is also B's co-host on their podcast, and she is actually going to be coming to speak at the Gather Wellness and Beauty Summit in Nashville in November. And I encourage anybody who is around on Friday, November 17th to come and get some tickets and have the amazing day and hear people like Giovanna speak because it's really going to be an incredible experience. There's going to be products there, all sorts of fun stuff to try. And anyway, that's just a little plug. But the bigger picture is I'm excited to share this conversation with you and your coochie. So enjoy. Thanks for listening. And uh, here we go. Officially welcome to B. Dixon, who is the CEO and founder of The Honeypot Co., which is an absolutely incredible feminine care, personal care, wellness line of products. Um, welcome. I'm so happy to meet you and share this conversation. Me too. I'm super excited. Thank you for having me. So um, a little personal anecdote. I actually stumbled across your products at Target myself, which I know is kind of like your, your, the, how you kind of got the, the main start and they really put you guys on the map, which is incredible because yeah. uh, it doesn't always go that way with Target. Um, so I kind of stumbled upon the products a couple of years ago and thought, you know, they were super interesting and cool. There was like a spray and some of the little cloths and stuff and I had been using them for yeah. a while. And then after I realized that I was kind of really psyched about these products, I did a little digging and read your story, which was absolutely incredible. And I can't wait for you to share you. the origin story. Um, and then recently, I actually saw you speak at South by Southwest um, in that She Media tent. Um, and the topic, the subject matter was so unbelievably fascinating and compelling and really moving. And so I really, I think you because this product and this brand that you've built has been such an incredible story to begin with, even in terms of like how it was born. I feel like a lot of what I've seen you speak about is the product itself and the trajectory of the company, which in itself, again, is just such an inspirational story. But I also feel like there's Thank this you. like whole other world that you're now kind of getting more involved in and your platform. So I really hope that we can kind of touch on all of these things because I think it's just such an important yeah. journey that you've been on. Um so Let's stop, do it. Let's talk about everything. I'll stop rambling. Yes. Can you please first just share the story of how the honeypot was born? Yeah, I, I had a bacterial vaginosis infection. I guess this was between 2011 and 2012 for basically almost a year. It would go away, come back every single month right after I would get my period. And because that's the best time for the environment to get a little crazy. Get a little. Um, right. <laughs> get a little moist and, and funky. Just a little, exactly. Your pH <laughs> is like, hey, girl. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I would get this beat, this bacterial vaginosis infection every single month. And nothing worked. Right. No medicine. Went to the doctor. You know, they, they the doctor was telling me to use you know, um, like a, a clean bar soap, but nothing, you know, um, you know, I was playing around with kind of some of the conventional, um, vulva washes. I was doing all kinds of things. I was, I was douching. I was like, I was doing everything <laughs> that you should not do, but I was desperate, right? I was going on Google. I was seeing herbalists. Like I was doing everything that you can imagine because it was rough, you know, like, like, I remember one time getting in a car with a group of people and you could smell my vagina in the car. 
Is that can you imagine? Is that your perception, or did you actually get confirmation on no, that? No, no, no. You could totally smell it. Like oh it was, it was a thing. That's awesome. but it happens. It does happen. It happens, right? And it's a natural thing. But we're not conditioned to think that that's a natural thing and that that shit happens, right? We're conditioned like, what the fuck is going on with her? You know what I mean? Um, And, you know, and I just remember that being like a really hard moment for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so it was it was it was interesting. It was very, very interesting. And um, and I was in a place of complete desperation. And then one morning, my grandmother came and visited me. Um, from the other side. And she told me that she had been walking with me and she had been seeing me struggle. And, um, and she, she knew what to do to fix it. And so she handed me a piece of paper and on the paper, there was a list of ingredients. And and it's like, this is a dream. I don't, or a vision. It was, I've always said it was a dream, but that shit couldn't have been a dream, man. (laughs) Okay. Fair. You had an interaction, somewhat paranormal, not another another universe. Not, not that dreams don't deliver messages because I am very intuitive and I am very um and I am a dreamer. I dream every single night, right? Mm-hmm. And there's always messages in my dreams, right? <clears throat> so I don't mean to I'm not trying to belittle dreams. No, no, I hear you. Feel, this didn't feel like a dream. This felt But your grandmother like, was no longer on earth when you had this interaction with my her. My grandmother, my grandmother transitioned when my mother was a child. Okay, got it. So I wasn't even thought of when my grandmother passed away. Do you understand mm. what I'm saying? Mm. And I don't even think that it was just her. I think that when things like that happens, it, it, it's a line of, it's like a line of ancestors. I, it, 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 it didn't just feel like her, even though it was represented by her. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But I, you know, but my, but my ancestry, I'm, I'm, I'm native and I'm also um, African-American and um and and my grandmother was native and black you know mm-hmm. and she um you know and she, she they just knew how to make things they knew mm-hmm. how to do things because they just they had to work with what they had to work with was she a medicine woman as far as you know no i don't i don't think i think when she was a child she probably saw her mother um make herbs and plants and things mm-hmm. like that. I think that, that, but that's just how you grew up. Then. Right. They just had to be fucking resourceful. You, that's you, you had, you had to be resourceful, right? Like I, I think, so I think just by the nature of, of, of my, um, of my, of my culture and my ethnic background, I think just by the nature of that on both sides, they were just connected, whether it's being native or being African-American or black or whatever, titles we want to call it in this society um by nature of where my ancestors came from herbs and plants and water and and weather and and air and all those things were respected and revered as gods right and so it makes sense that my ancestors would give me tools like that um because they 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 were connected to it you know um and so she she gave me this list of ingredients. She told me to memorize it. I kept repeating it over and over again. She sat on the other side of the table like, yep, kind of just telling me again, 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 you know. Yeah. And then she finally told me to wake up. And so when I woke up, I literally woke up saying Co- coconut oil, apple cider vinegar, rose, lavender, garlic. I, I literally woke up saying these ingredients. And so I was like, shit, let me write it down. So I wrote it down. I worked at Whole Foods at the time. I went to work. I compiled 
all the ingredients that I could. And then I made myself a formula. Yeah. Like literally four or five days later, that shit worked. Shit worked. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, huh, I think this is what I do now, you know? And voila, here we and are. And a multi-million dollar company was born. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. It it's yeah. absolutely incredible. Um, was it just, I'm curious, was it a topical or an oral formula? It's a, no, it's a, it's a Volvo wash. Okay. It was the actual wash. Um, it's our, it's sure. our washes. Yeah. So that became the, the formula for what is now the wash. Um, yeah. Then, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, it's changed a bit now because, you know, back then we, I made it in the kitchen right yeah. now it's made in a, in a manufacturing facility as it has to be. There's, it's impossible. Right. You know, um, you to make that at, at, at scale, you can't make it the way I was making it. Yeah. I had sandalwood in there in the beginning. Like, do you know how expensive a thimble of sandalwood <laughs> yes. is? You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. that shit would be $30, you know? So. Well, and the fact that you happened to be working at Whole Foods at the time. Yeah. Just so yep. you literally had everything just available to you to create this. It, look, girl, every single thing that I have ever done in my life, every single thing. That's why I know that Honey Pot was made for me. It, it was for me to do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't say that with ego. It was in order for me to do this. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Every single single thing that I have ever done has prepared me for this moment. Everything. That's Everything. Amazing. Every job I've had. Every time my coochie acted up. like every single thing not one thing is can be left out all of it prepared me for where I am now and prepared me for my life's work and my journey so I'm very grateful and do you think you knew that at the time or is it more in retrospect when you look back and you kind of piece it all together or were you aware as you were moving through these moments I wasn't aware in a clear way. Yeah. I was just flowing, which yeah. is how I live my life anyway. Yeah. Um, even though back then I, I, my, my mind wasn't freed up enough for me to flow the way that I flow now, yeah. you know what I mean? But, um, cause, but I was just flowing. I was just living, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so you created this product, which then begat another product, which became uh, target came to you or how to, how I'm just curious. Cause I had a, similar yeah, 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 target. yeah. Uh, target, um, our, a buyer from target reached out to us through our support email and, mm-hmm. um, and she, she had heard about our product from her hairdresser, which makes sense because we launched at hair shows, like, and we mm-hmm. did festivals and hair shows and things like that. That's how we built a community, you know, Um, because we connected to the people and we would go anywhere where we can get in front of hundreds of people or thousands of people in a matter of a weekend. We did it every time. And we would always be the only vaginal wellness brand or, you know, a personal care brand there. But one, her hairdresser in Minneapolis, of all things, went to a hair show that we did and when 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 our buyer Monique, she's not a buyer at Target anymore, but she used to be. Uh, she was telling her that she had just gotten this job, and the, and the hairdresser was like, "Well, you should look up Honey Pot," you know. And she looked us up, and that's amazing. It's, I'm pretty know, sure it, that the buyer that we worked with at Target was Target was also Monique. <laughs> yeah, she's the best, right? Um, so, and kind of going back to the to the origin, which I think is what 
led you kind of into the into the next into the sort of parallel path. But the whole thing with with BV and bacterial vaginosis for people who don't know, I mean, it's it's a nightmare. I experienced it similar to you yeah. uh, about 15 years ago, and I had had yeast infections in my life, so I was sort of familiar with like when things are not kind of cool down there. And yeah. then this was like next level. I was dating next somebody level. at the time who was like not great for me. And I was like, literally allergic to this guy. Right? Like, every time it gets worse and worse. And I mean, in retrospect, it could have been, it was an absolute nightmare. And I went to my doctor. She was like, it's yeast, it's a yeast infection. Like she, I couldn't get an appointment with her. So I was calling her first and giving her, you know, symptoms and stuff. She's like, it's a yeast infection. And I was like, I don't think it is. Yeah. No. And I, no. And I did the whole protocol for yeast infection. I bought the home kits, whatever, nothing worked. And this is like month after month. And I finally went in there and it was bad by that point. And she was like, oh yeah, this is BV. And I was like, hello, how come it took me this long to have this conversation with you? I'd never even heard of this before. And it was really upsetting because I was like, this has been, I've been carrying this for like months. And this yes. is a female doctor. At the very least, you think maybe, you know, she she has a little bit more empathy, but no, she's she was always kind of all business. I've stopped going to that doctor a long time ago. But the point is you you were misdiagnosed or not even diagnosed because you weren't given the time and attention that a doctor should actually spend. And this has right. kind of like, I think in many ways, laid the groundwork for so when I saw you speak. The topic that you were talking on was yeah. medical gaslighting, which yeah. is so prevalent and something that I think has impacted so many, not even just women, but primarily women. It's kind of right. that hybrid of medical misogyny and medical gaslighting. And I think so many of us have experienced it without even realizing it because we've without kind of even conditioned it. ourselves like, oh, this is the expert. I'm yep. the idiot. I'm the one that's right. weak and I don't feel good and I need help. And the way that you spoke on it was just so, I mean, it was such an incredible story. And I know that you've done like a deep dive into sort of the history of this. And then it affects black women and women of color even more profoundly than white women. Mm -hmm. So can you just talk a little bit about how that kind of, that path opened up for you once you started doing your work with Honeypot or even before? We always hear these statistics and don't, don't take any offense to what I'm about to say. Please. Um, we okay. always hear these statistics about how black women and humans humans of color deal with things a bit more than um, than than white women. And I think that I'm not saying that that's not a true statement, but part of me questions it. You know, mm. part of me wonders. You know. Are those statistics built to make us think that shit? Because bacterial vaginosis is a pH issue, right? Your pH has your your pH your pH is off. Um, forgive me, it's blasphemous, but I can't remember the names of the bacteria that cause bacterial vaginosis at this moment. Okay. We'll forgive you on that. right. <laughs> yeah, but whether it's bacterial vaginosis or whether it is a yeast infection or whether it is a UTI. Once these types of bacteria have entered into your body, right, they literally just go somewhere and hide. Normally, if your pH is right, then, you know, you've got this yin and yang happening 
And it's not that the bad bacteria isn't there because it's there, but you're oh, kind of, you know, you're flowing with the right amount of good bacteria that knows how to keep this bad bacteria at bay. Mm. Right. And, you know, and so, you know, I don't know, like, I, I think, I think that, I think that bacterial vaginosis has been here since vaginas. <laughs> yeah, no, no question. No, I, <laughs> I know that you're not questioning that. I just felt the need to say no. It it was actually a question about the treatment of the 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 issue or the patient, not not the actual not the actual like concern. No, no, no. I know not the statistic, and I respect that. I respect that. But I just wanted to say that out loud Mm. because not everybody understands that. Totally. Totally. I think that um, you know, like you like you were alluding to earlier, um, you know. The father of gynecology really built. Um, if you looked at if you look at the foundation of on which gynecology and obstetrics and just the medical field altogether was built on, it was really built on <laughs> the vaginas and the black and and the backs of slaves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he would actually do and practice C sections on his slaves without any medicine without any anesthesia, without any anything. And what he found, and for the ones that lived, it was thought that they were strong because he would because he would then, you know, go and practice those those um procedures those now. surgeries on white women. Yeah. Right. But when he would practice it on them, he would give them the medicine, the anesthesia, the anesthesia and all the things. And so it was literally written in medical books that black women were stronger, mm. right? Um, we're able to handle a lot more pain. And so the medical industry, you know, and, and the, the medical industry, this was literally built in the foundation. So think of a foundation of a home. Actually, I would say that this was before the foundation. I would say that this was built in soil Mm -hmm. before the foundation even went in. Right. And so it's, it's built on systematic racism to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with you on, on the effects that it has on the, on the, on the community of humans of color, because it's been a system that has been taught and taught and taught and taught. It's been, it's been in medical books and, Right. And then on top of that, if you just look at humans with vaginas, let's even take race out of the out of the question. You know, it used to be if a woman was stressed or something like that, then then and I'm saying women, I'm using these words because it's just simpler for me to use. Yeah. Anyone with a vagina. You know, I'm not being yeah, I'm not being non-binary in this moment, but if if they were just tired, they were ill and they were stressed and they needed to stay home and they needed to take medicine and they Right. Um, Or or they had issues with their PMS or whatever. You know, when you look at the history of periods and how it's 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 been a thing that, oh, she must be on her period. She's moody. She's this. She's that. Right. Or the hysteria that created the word hysterectomy. Exactly. Like it's when you look at the way that menopause and perimenopause and postmenopause and all these things have been treated just as a society, humans that have vaginas when you look at the medical industry, now we need medicine. I'm not saying that we don't, but humans with vaginas just completely 
just off the rip have not been respected, right? And you can look at the foundations and all the things of how all these things came to be. But when that happens, you do have situations where people aren't respected and aren't heard. And, um, you know, and when we go back to the doctor, literally bacterial vaginosis is keeping fucking um, OBGYNs open. Like, <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I, have, I, have doc- I have doctor friends and literally not only is it op- not only is it bacterial vaginosis, but also chlamydia. A lot of STDs are on the rise now because people aren't using protection. Right. So a lot of these things. I mean, it's insane. Ask ask some of your doctor friends. I know you have a couple. Ask them about bacterial vaginosis. Ask them about the rise of STD STDs. Now we're in a moment in a pocket right now where do you people think it's, aren't necessary. Yeah, no. Do you think it's because people aren't using traditional like protection against the the penis because we're we've got pills, we've got inserts, we've got things where we're like, oh, don't worry, like let's make it more comfortable for you. Don't wear that icky condom. I've got this. Like I'm good. Yeah, I, we end up getting diseases. I we think, don't get pregnant, but that, we get diseases. Yeah, I think you know, and and with the invention of prep and all the things, prep is a really amazing drug, but I think it's. Things like this are, are having people to not use protection. Right. Um, and, and it could be for that. Um, it could be because people want to feel. It could be just because it's just not as popular as it used to be to, yeah. to, to put on a condom, right? Right. Well, condoms so also, all condoms also aren't made equal. You know what I mean? But, but I do think that in order for us to protect ourselves, um, be you know, I think it is important for us to be conscientious about how we're protecting ourselves if we're out having um, casual sex. You know, it's not for me to tell anybody what to use or what not to use, but, you know, but we're in a time where vaginal infections are at an all time high, you know? Yeah. And to be clear, just, you know, to tie it back really quick, like the honeypot is not just a a care line. If you have something like BV, the whole idea is like you're keeping it clean and, you know, pretty proactive. All the yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. all the time, um, which is amazing. And I know you guys have just launched a sexual wellness line as well, right? Yes. Can yes. we talk about that? Yes, we launched these beautiful intimacy wipes. Oh my god, they smell, they smell sexy. <laughs> you know, oh man, and it's a nice size towelette, and it has like the perfect amount of moisture in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you can clean up the front and the back, which is very mm-hmm. important, by the way, especially if you're a person who is susceptible like me and you, we have to like extra take care of our coochie, right? Mm-hmm. Our vagina, vulva, however you want to say it. Coochie's um, really my favorite we, word. I just too. find it adorable. <laughs> but we have to really, if you're a person who who is susceptible um, and is sensitive, you know, I'm I, I I'm in that camp as well. I'm in a very, 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 very busy part of my life right now. I've never been this busy in my life. And I know that you can relate to this. <laughs> and when you're this it. busy and your body's constantly living in fight or flight, you know, um, it can cause for hormonal challenges, which which ding 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 can happen, yep. can cause for challenges with your vagina, right? Yep. Um, and so these wipes are really amazing because they give you the ability to clean up before and after, mm-hmm. which are very, very, very important, you know, and also for your partner, whomever they are, whether they are a human that has a vagina, a human that does not, you know, cleaning your hands, cleaning your fingers, washing your hands, 
you know, cleaning up, cleaning up your vulva, cleaning up your backside, because that's really important. Um, you know, because all that stuff is in one area, right? And you don't need those different types of bacteria getting to your vagina. So I love these intimacy wipes because they really give you the ability to properly clean up, right? Um, and then we have this sensual stimulating serum that is it just helps to stimulate for um like for clitoral play, which is it's amazing. You can actually feel it. It has a tiny hint of mint in it. Not enough where it's, where it's burning, but more like a tingle, and it just feels amazing. Oh my god! And then a little sparkle. I love how you said that. <laughs> and then, um, and then we have our our um, our hybrid silicone and water based lubricant. We we made we made it for hum, for all humans in mind, right? Mm-hmm. For humans that enjoy anal play, mm-hmm. right? Um, because water based lube can dry up a little. Mm-hmm. But the silicone hybrid provides a really good slip, which if you're having anal sex is really important, right? Yeah. Lube is really, really, really important when it comes to <laughs> anal sex. Um, <laughs> well, I love that all of this is in the name of, you know, normalizing everything that's happening yeah. and also, you know, eliminating some of that shame because I think a yeah. lot of women or, you know, those of us with coochies, whatever, however yeah. you identify, um, have some level of shame to your point, you yeah. know, does it smell weird or what are they going to think when they see it or they get near it or whatever. So uh, I think all of this in the name of, you know, cause like you're saying, you use it before and after. So before it's kind of like, I'm going to get everything ready to present to you and, you know, exactly. I'm putting my best coochie forward. Um, <laughs> But I love that just because, again, I think that, you know, it's very subtle. I don't know that everybody necessarily kind of cerebralizes it this way, but I I think that that does something to somebody's confidence and then that is contagious and that, and especially coming from a brand that they now already trust to take care of, you know, on a daily basis, let alone once we're talking about an intimacy basis. So that's very smart. Is it already? Thank um, you out there and live or is it, is it, uh, yes, yeah? it's, okay. in, it's in, yes, it's in target. Um, I believe, uh, we're, it's going to be coming up in CVS soon. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's out there. It's for the world to see. And I, you know, the thing that I really love about our sexual wellness products is they were made with, with humans, with vaginas in mind. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, I don't think that every sexual wellness product that is on the market is made for vagina owners. Yeah. And I think it should right. be, right? Yeah. 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 I think that's right. Um, yeah, the penis owners. <laughs> the penis owners have kind of enough going on in their product wheelhouse already. Uh they got their pills and their whatever pumps. And- yeah. No, I, I I totally I I I understand what you're saying. But I just think that our ecosystem, you know, the vagina really has its own ecosystem. It's like another planet. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's attached to your body. It's all one body, but like it's such a beautiful world in there. Yeah. And and if for any reason your pH is already off, you know, sex can just throw it off even more. And yeah. and and sperm is, you know, when you, when your partner comes and says, Oh, I wanted to say this earlier. Yeah. When you were talking about the person that you were dating who wasn't the best for you, sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you can be dating the most beautiful human on the planet that happens to have a penis. And when they come, sometimes their sperm is super alkaline. 
Mm-hmm. The sperm I've is heard that. Mm-hmm. It's carrying life. It has to be, right? So, so, so sometimes, because another thing about BV is it can really break houses. You know what I mean? Like people will think that there's something wrong with their partner or their totally. partner's doing something. or And that's not always the case. Literally, their, P, their pH and your pH, their pH may be too high yeah. or it just may be high. Your pH may already be thrown off and you may not be giving yourself time to heal, which is very important. Yeah. I know a lot of people who just want to get busy and, you know, they want to have sex because they're horny and you should be able to have sex and live your life. But I think if you have any kind of a pH imbalance or a yeast infection or BB or anything, give your body time to heal and get back to its homeostasis. Right. So that so that when you do go back out and you do in the and you are making love or having sex or whatever you're doing with your partner, that can be an enjoyable moment, but you're giving your body time. Yeah. But also I wanted to say that be give grace to your partner because it literally could just be the chemistry is just a little off. And there's pH tests that you can do, you know making sure that you clean up before and after um, is really, really, really important. Making sure that you don't just, when you poo, you don't just use toilet paper, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that you clean yourself up with a wipe or jump in the shower or use a, 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 a bidet or something mm-hmm. like that. Like all these things are really, really essential, especially if you're a person who is susceptible to getting an infection. Yeah. No, it's amazing advice. That Kuji was like, uh, uh-uh, no, move he was on. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Stop. Um, <laughs> but but back to Target for a second because I do think that it's pretty amazing to to look at them as the sort of the the kind of megaphone they've given you a megaphone. Which oh, thinking about what we know about a brand like this, you know, based in the Midwest, kind of old school, not family yeah. values and like super conservative, but it's you know, it's kind of a folksy family brand. So like bravo to Target to just kind of giving you the opportunity to share this very, very natural, very common and, and beautiful, you know, conversation among as many people as possible. Um, because it's obviously doing, you know, good things for them. It does great things for you. And it's benefiting all of us when somebody like you has the opportunity, you know, that, that working with Target can, can provide, um, and I love that they're just like, yeah, let's bring on the anal wipes. Or- <laughs> right. <laughs> the anal lube. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, I, I love them too. Target, I love you so much. Aww. I love all of the people that make decisions. And I'm just so grateful. That's amazing. Um, are you still doing the Reclaiming Wellness campaign with them? We do. Okay. Yeah, Can we you do talk it. a little bit we about do that? It every year. Yeah. So look. When we're talking about reclaiming wellness, we are actually talking about humans of color, not just specifically like we're only talking to humans of color, but I feel like human humans of color have been the most. We haven't necessarily always been taken care of. Mm -hmm. We've been the caregivers. Right. We are among the most underserved humans on the planet. That's not just black people. That I'm talking about any human of color that fits in that box, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and our thoughts on reclaiming wellness is we want to be here for the communities that have been marginalized, that have that have been underserved, um, you know, <laughs> me included, right? 
humans with vaginas included, all of it, right? But I think that, you know, it's really important to us to be able to give back, to give, to invest. I hate to just say give back, but to invest in our humans and help them understand different ways and practices. And this isn't that they don't understand, but in our reclaiming wellness campaigns, really it's not even a campaign anymore. It's always on. You know, we take that time to to educate. We take that time to talk about issues and problems that we're facing in our communities. We take that time to talk about wellness, to talk about ways to be creative with wellness, because wellness is not just bubble baths and fucking spa days, right? Like, <laughs> it's like taking care of your mind, right? Like, um, being easy on yourself, not necessarily believing the things that you constantly tell yourself, right? Um, you know, last year and the year before that, we actually did a HBCU tour, Historically Black College and Universities tour. Uh, last, the first year we did it, we we partnered with some of the professors and they would talk about a, a topic. Last year, I traveled to, to a different um, HBCU every single week for the month mm-hmm. of February um, for Black History Month. And we had a panel discussion and we would always have like a sexual therapist or just a psychologist or a therapist or another business owner or an herbalist or just different parts of the community that represent wellness. And we just had really beautiful conversations, not only amongst the humans that were on the on the panel, but also amongst the humans that sat in the audience and were willing to come and listen and have and listen to the conversation we were having, but also contributing to the conversation, asking questions, saying how they felt, you know, and, you know, because we're not always given forums to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. And as human beings, you know, we, we've allowed ourselves to get conditioned to the poison that the development of race is, mm-hmm. right? I believe that the development of race is a system and, and, it's, and it's meant to keep things in order. Yeah. And it's meant to keep certain people down and other people up. And, you know, um, but the beautiful thing is that there's an anomaly happening right now where I think that that system is shifting, mm-hmm. you know, and we're having conversations like this. This is normal now. Right. Yeah. And wealth, not just in money, but in, in the mind, yeah. especially with this younger generation, because they don't give a fuck. They're like, look, you're going to hear me. You're going to see me. You're going to serve me. You're going to you're going to make sure that that you're that you're being responsible with what you're saying, with what you're selling, with all the things they want. They want shit done properly. Right. And even if they don't want it done properly, even if the shit that they talking about is some bullshit and it's on some cancel culture shit, it doesn't matter. The fact is, is that they have a voice and they know how to use it. Yeah, we've created and, a dumpster fire for them, and now they're trying to do a little damage control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like, this is a really beautiful moment in time where it's shifting the way that culture is, and I think that reclaiming wellness is just a part of the culture shift. Mm-hmm. It's a part of helping us understand that there is wealth in being well. In fact, that is the real wealth, right? The financial wealth—that's some shit that humans made, right? <laughs> yeah. But the real wealth is what do you feel about yourself? How do you feel? Are you sad? Are you upset? Are you are you happy? Are you overwhelmingly joyful? Mm-hmm. Do you do you know how to plant a garden? Should you you understand what I'm saying? Like, what are you yeah. doing? What's going on with your hormones? Like, 
these are all, this is, when we talk about reclaiming wellness, we're, we're looking at it from that global view. Yeah. Uh, because what, what is being wealthy if you're not well? Yeah. What is having a lot of money if you're not happy? Yeah, right. I, I think that's, I mean, so, the abundance that we talk about, that we focus on, to your point, is much more about the abundance of those things that keep us vibrant as opposed to the currency that just sort of buys us the things that we don't need. The things. Exactly. Yeah. Don't make me wrong. I like money just like the next man. Yeah. But, but and, 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 it, and it has to be one of our gods because we need it to survive, right? And so in that respect, I respect it for what it is. Um, but I remember a couple years ago, I looked up and I was like, B, you need to get your shit together. What are you doing? Right? You, everything for me was about work. Everything was surrounded mm-hmm. around honeypot. And I had to be like, okay, what actually makes me happy? Yeah. What are the things that I actually like to do? I need to turn this fucking phone off. I need to not get addicted to social media. I need to like be okay just with myself, yeah. you know, and that is a journey I'm on every single day, by the way. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that never stops. No, if but, you stop, you know. then there's something that's not right. Or you're not being honest about something because exactly. it is a constant evolution. And I mean, that, that anecdote is so, so telling because you worked, you know, you, you had, uh, you worked your way to this absolutely incredible company that most people, I think from the outside would say, well, you know, she got there and she did it and she must have everything she wants now. And you had the money and you had the, the power and the, you know, recognition. And then you said, no, no, it's not actually about this. It's about like, let me put down my phone and kind of go back to being me to, I mean, to just being to being. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully that journey continues for you, uh, as, as all of us. Um, I mean, I think it's such, it's such powerful advice and wisdom and I'm so inspired by everything you've done and, and just awed by, by your, your voice and your platform here. So Thank to you, sister. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. And um, we'll put, I want to put some of those articles that we mentioned. Um, the, there was the Marie Claire piece um, that, you know, you spoke about that kind of history of gynecology, um, put that in the mm-hmm. show notes and send people to the honeypot code. Dot, what is it? What's your URL? Uh, honeypot.co or thehoneypot.com. We own oh, okay. both of them now. You've got both. <laughs> <laughs> and go check out some of those uh some of those fun products at target otherwise yeah thank you so much b i really appreciate it it's such a pleasure to meet you and good luck with everything thank you so much i'm so grateful that you had me on thank you oh, so much thank you take care all right take care okay